0: The mighty Be in sports Joining up the world From our international broadcast centre Here in Qatar I'm Richard Keyes And I'm Andy Gray You can now catch us live Not only on Twitter But we raced into the charts The podcast charts last <laughs> week At number 32 <laughs> If you wish to download um, And share what's going to be A very good programme oh, yeah, I'm so predicting too. with your yeah, friends yeah. Then there, there's all the detail down there Go to anchor.fm Forward slash B in sports And you can subscribe via Apple or Google Podcasts.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that a good 32,
0: is it? It was tremendous. Is that, you know what about that's social media? Terrific and, stuff. Is that good? Yes. Okay. And we're only, but that's with a bullet, by the way. What do you mean? We're only going one way. New entries come in with bullets. Did they? That they're marked for the top, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, they used to when Alan Freeman did the charts. All <laughs> Smash it, nicey, yeah. Smash <laughs> it, nicey. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> On our show this week... What on earth is happening at Real Madrid? Embarrassed in the Champions yeah. League last week. Ramon Calderon, Andy, a very yeah. good friend of ours here yeah. at the channel, um, is now being asked. There's a there's a, growing, as a growing movement asking him to take over. Wow. Um, and, and return show, Real Madrid that. to... Well, very much so. Would cost him a lot of money as yeah, well. It would. Uh, return Real Madrid to their rightful position of mm. the head of world football. Now, Rui Pinto is a gentleman we haven't heard too much about. This is fascinating. Portuguese... Mm-hmm. Um, um, was this week in court in Hungary, uh, where, where he has um, been, uh, been, been sent, uh, you can read it for yourselves there, uh, been sent by the courts back to Portugal to face charges of theft. Um, he, he is the alleged mastermind behind footy leaks. Now, where's the line between morality and legality? Bearing in mind that I think at the moment there are 16 cases running Sixteen charges mm-hmm. against football clubs by, by, by the
1: authorities, right? As a result of footy leagues. I don't know. Well, don't, don't the answer know. is I can't give you that answer. Where is the, where, where is the line between morality and legality? I don't know. Don't we want to
0: know those things?
1: Yeah, but if you acquire that information yourself illegally, is that not a crime in itself? W- well, yes. Well, but it's a tough that's one. why
0: he's been extradited uh, to face charges it's above back my to pay grade i That question we shall be discussing more <laughs> later. Uh, and sudden death. See, I, this is also fascinating me down mm-hmm. the years. Why? Why does home advantage matter? Same pitch, same surface these days. Same size goals. Mm-hmm. Same players. What? Why? The point we'll be discussing here is why home advantage doesn't when you get to a sudden death scenario, like a penalty as taking penalty Penalties. Out. Okay.
1: Yes. I get that. Listen quickly. Home advantage for me always mattered because it's familiarity of surroundings you're coming into a ground you've been in many many times loads of times there's a familiarity about it there's a comfort about it you have the vast majority of fans encouraging you and giving you adrenaline and, and a will to want to win right that's going through the whole game so there is home advantage, in my opinion. That's because of those reasons. Not because of... The, and it's not, it's if not, you're strong mentally, you negate Yeah. That. Well, listen, of course you do. And that's why teams like Manchester City, as we've seen Manchester United recently, Liverpool, they can go a win because they've normally got better players. Mm. But that's why it's more difficult for City and United and Liverpool and Chelsea and Arsenal to win away from home. They have to work that little bit harder. They have to, majority of the time, it doesn't come easy away from home or as easy as it would be at home. And those are some of the factors. With a penalty shootout, those 40,000 fans, Richard, who are encouraging you and lifting you, in my opinion, become a burden because they're putting all their hopes and, and prayers on you to score that penalty. So suddenly it goes from helping you to, in many ways, I think. No, I don't get that. I do, I do, you see, honestly.
0: I, and, still, and, still, you've still got 40,000 people lined up behind that goal. As, as we've always said, why not split it and
1: take. You know, yeah, yeah. But you've still got. But there's pressure that there. That 40,000. There's pressure. It's a one kick. It's a one kick between. Look at. Marcus Rashford in midweek. It's one kick between glory and defeat. So your mentality is weak now? Some of the mentality might be weak, that's right, but that's what players are. Look at well. all right, On there, there was Andy Murray and uh, Tim Henman. Yes. The difference between the two? There. Andy Murray had it there, in my opinion. Sorry, Tim, he didn't.
0: Uh, we shall also be hearing from Sam Allardyce on the fall and fall of mm. Bolton Wanderers, something else we've been discussing here on Keys and Gray. And this is what we did last week. On our show this week, Brendan, what are you thinking about? Walking away from Celtic on the precipice of becoming immortal.
2: The reaction up here has been very extreme and the the, the transformation in in Roger's reputation amongst the Celtic supporters has been uh, brutal.
1: Ten weeks, come on Brendan, ten weeks was all Celtic fans wanted you to stay for. Complete the treble treble, make yourself immortal. They've probably got a statue of him outside Parkhead if he'd achieved that. Not much chance of a statue now, more an effigy will be going up there. His replacement, Neil Lennon, who's got, would you, I mean, it's, it's
0: extraordinary. Yeah. This weekend, a cup tie against Hibs, the team he left, what, 10, 14 days ago?
3: Three, four weeks ago, I was the manager at Hibs, so I know all the players and, and the staff, and, and now I'm going back there tomorrow as the, uh, the Celtic manager. It, it's very surreal, but you know the way football is. Your colleagues today,
0: at, uh, at John, in the mirror,
4: suggesting that ollie has got the job. Is it done? Solskjaer is a breath of fresh air. He's got the whole club buzzing. He's got the whole club smiling again. It's wonderful, wonderful to see, I think. And, and basically, Solskjaer, I think, absolutely will be the man. I'm sure he's got the job. They're not in the business of looking now for anyone else. Guyana, who would have thought, on the brink of
0: qualifying for the Gold Cup for the first time. This is a country, Andy, that's recently discovered... Copious amounts of oil and gas.
5: <laughs> right now, Guyanese football is in well, Guy, Guyana itself is in an interesting place. If the football is successful, if the leadership level of the oil and the gas is successful, then it's an interesting place. It could be a mini Qatar in the next few years.
0: Celtic went to Hibs and won by two goals to nil. If Rangers beat Aberdeen. Face no, each other, when eh? Rangers, Rangers beat Aberdeen. There's been a malfunction in the draw again. Someone's got the hot... Nuts. Hold on. That's
1: the third year in a row we've played That's semi-finals against Malfunction Celtic. again. No.
0: Now then, stories that have caught our eye and we've kept an eye on here on Keys and Grey. Congratulations to everybody at Blackpool. Yes.
1: The Oyster era is over. What? That's not... Is that not... The Oysters have been there for 31 years? they yeah, No. Gone. 31 years? Yes. Wow, I didn't realise that. There's been some good that came
0: up under the yes, Holloway, but, yeah, but yeah. by and large, it's large, it's been bad. Yes. But uh, this week, signalled the end of the Oyston era. Now, what an outrageous suggestion this is, that footballers should have to pay from their own salary, their own agent, who are up in arms about the suggestion of a fee cap and the fact they can't get two fees
1: by operating illegally right. for both club and player. I, I know I'm old, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the game has moved on, but... When, when agent started, when I was near the end of my career, what the agent... You employed an agent to work on your behalf. Yes. Therefore, it was your responsibility to pay your agent agree yes. a fee and pay him. Now, I've always thought, what is, why should that not happen? Why should they pay the player not pay the agent for what the deal done? Because if you're a big football club and you want that player, you're now getting into him via the
0: agent, and therefore you're paying for his there services, you which you shouldn't be because you, no, you should not be, be representing no, both be. club and player in the same no, deal. Be.
1: But there we are. Anyway. Poor lads.
0: Terrible. Poor lads. I feel sorry for uh, you. Martin, I'm not a football man. Glenn Going from the Football Association. Scudamore, gone from the Premier League. Sean Harvey from the EFL, gone. His temporary replacement, gone. Debbie Jevons. Wow. As they continue to jostle in the Championship. For influence, something else we've discussed a lot. Andy Holt yeah. was with us last week, chairman of accrington A yeah. few rebel clubs in the championship, yeah. Yeah. causing problems. Now, I mean, VAR was supposed to clear everything up for us on a football pitch so that we weren't confused, bemused, and mm-hmm. in Paris Saint-Germain's case, cheated out of uh, the opportunity to go to a quarterfinal. Um, I, I rarely see unanimity from yeah, I officials. I yeah. did this week. It wasn't a penalty. I didn't think so. It wasn't a penalty. And it, neither
1: was a, a clear but in and obvious slow mo era.
0: Well, it wasn't a clear and obvious, Sarah, but in slow motion it looks a penalty, which is uh, <sighs> something we're going to have to get used to because w- w- we're going to be using it in the Premier League next year as well. But interestingly, w- w- with a twist. Stay with me. <laughs> um, last week, a, a, when, penalty or not? Which? Tottenham's. Offside.
1: Offside? That's, no. The, active. Sorry. If Harry's not active, stay where you are. Stay where you are. They're saying he didn't become active because he never made. The contact laws of the, the game ball.
0: are quite clear on this. No, they're no, not. They're in an offside position when the free kick was taken. Kane did not commit an offside offence because he had not interfered with play by the time yes, Mustafi fouled him. He must have interfered with play, otherwise Mustafi wouldn't have fouled him. But you know what's what, what's <laughs> irrelevant in our debate here. Yes, is the fact that I go back to what I said right at the start. This is supposed to clear everything up. Yes. But it's just muddying and yeah, confusing I, I, everything. Listen, it's obvious now, it's going to do that. This is Martin Samuel from the Mail this week. You see, w- 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 go closer into the article. What, what, who's right, says Martin? That's the point. Everybody is. It's a matter of personal <laughs> interpretation, which takes us back to my point that yep. I've been arguing all season long. that fact becomes opinion. interpretation and opinion in the blink of an eye. The idea that this will be resolved by VAR next season is equally fanciful, says Martin. Of course it is. Yeah. We just go round and round and round. As he says here, a video assistant referee, what is he? He's a bloke. And, and this is the twist from the Premier League, something we've discussed here and on our programmes on BN Sports all season long from the various cup competitions, Andy. Our officials are being told by Mike Riley, do not go to the screen. Do not go to the screen. Which means that the referee is sitting in a studio... Some 100, 250 sometimes miles? Sometimes 300, from, sometimes 200. From, because the referee
1: will have to wait on ah. no, the. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Madness. Why, just, why don't you just let him referee the whole game from where he sat then? Well, I in effect, they are. Well, that's uh, Any big decision now that takes place in a, a football pitch, the referee who's actually there, who's in the midst of it, will be. Excluded from making a decision. Bolton Wanderers fans are hoping that they get the same outcome.
0: Ken Anderson, their owner, leaves the football club shortly. I mean, what a mess. Training ground shut this week because they ran out of food. There was a suggestion at one point that the Millwall game might not take place Saturday because they can't play for security. Um, Big Sam, of course, famously took yeah. Bolton Wanderers to a fourth place he's finish in. in the Premier League. And he's been with us this past week. These are his thoughts
5: on what's happening there everything's caught up with them. not one player has actually been bought I think in the last two, two years and you're competing in the championship now where lots of the clubs are trying to get in the Premier League we're spending millions and millions of pounds on players now so it's really, really sad I really fear for the, the, the whole club not just the football side but everybody else concerned because it's such an iconic stadium it's got the hotel, it's got offices it's got boxes it's got everything you need to be successful um, but unfortunately there's not enough money behind it now and actually to put it right, because everything's been run so low to the bare minimum, to skeleton staff everywhere then it really is going to take quite a considerable amount not just on the field but off the field to get it back to a decent club Is Peter
3: Kenyon the answer?
5: Only, only if he's got enough backers and enough people who will fund the initial downfall you're going to have to lose money first before you make Bolton Wanderers successful again and, and somebody needs to invest. It's like starting a new business. You have to accept the losses in the beginning and then if you get the right structure and infrastructure in, you can then turn that round into an actual profit which most football clubs make, particularly in the Premier League today. How long will it take to fix? Oh, it'll be three or four-year four, four four project now. You know, I think that um, you know the fact of uh, what needs to be done in all aspects of the club from top to bottom would be a four-year, four- or five-year plan, I think.
0: He should buy it. Love this. Not not yeah. because of Declan Rice's celebration last week, remember?
1: Yes, um, some sort but of dance. Because
0: th- that dressing room would appear to still be old school, Andy. Look at the reaction of his captain. Uh, Mark Noble, who I think is a terrific leader. Yes. Um, he, he was probably doing it to quiet Newcastle fans. He says, to be honest, I think I'll fine him. That's the bit I like. The <laughs> captain is going to
1: fine him. So he's in charge of the dressing room. The dance was room. terrible, he said. Yeah. I hope he never does it again. He's yeah. in charge of the dressing room. Yes. Yeah, terrific. I mean, the, the, the young lads had an amazing season at 20 years of age. Officially and English this week, by the officially way. Officially English. Yeah. And Mark knows that just every now and again, a kid just needs to be strained in a little bit. And he's a top guy. If he says you're fine, I hope Declan says, how much? Canterbaugh Cup is
0: supposed cost to be for football clubs lower down the pyramid, to not Create money, but most of the money it would appear is being siphoned off by the big boys at the top this end. A Something else we've discussed a lot this season, Gray. And, and this is very interesting, Andy. For the first time since 1888, top six in the Premier League this season will be the same as they have been last year and the year before that. I've got news for you. That's an official gap. I've got news for you. And, and there will be next year. And there will be next yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. There won't yeah. be. <laughs> this I loved. The mischievous Goodison Park player playing some tenuous mind games during the Merseyside derby, playing no fewer than three tracks by Manchester City fans (laughs) Oasis to noise up Liverpool at the weekend and they even got song titles in at the end. What's the story? Some might say it was all part of a master plan but Liverpool seemed to roll with it. I love it. I'm only surprised we only played three. And this on International Women's Day. Congratulations if you're celebrating. From the IFAB board meeting in Aberdeen last week which we mentioned on our programming whilst the boys were sitting around discussing changes to the game. Um, What about the partners? Well, Suggestions were a visit, perhaps, to an historic castle. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Instead, mm-hmm. the slightly disgruntled group were ushered onto a coach and taken to a flower arranging mm-hmm. class. Now, I think nice?
1: they would be more than slightly disgruntled. Yeah, there was also cake decorating. Oh well, they were very disgruntled. Well, yeah, I know. We discuss this often. He's off. Goalkeeper jerseys. That's the keeper. <laughs> Look. That's scandal. Nonsense. No, how can you, I mean, how can you, in an area, a penalty area like that, distinguish between the both? You Unless can't. you say he's got a pair of gloves on, no oh, big deal. You can't. You can't.
0: No, you can't. Um, and if you want entertainment, do not follow Huddersfield. In their past 41, 41, games. 41 games.
1: Do you think, you know binary numbers, they normally send out a message. <laughs> Is there a code in there yes, somewhere? Yes, yes. Somebody uh, will need to crack that, I have I, to say. I've cracked it. What does it say? Rubbish. <laughs> And, uh, um, <laughs> and
0: the Black Cats, this is something, I, I, I think, again, that we've uh, discussed. No. Yes. North Korea. After Kim Jong-un's recent summit with Donald Trump, Sunderland showed perfect timing by announcing the Pyongyang branch of their official supporters club. Asked how many fans there were in North Korean capital, founder Tom Fowdy said, uh, none.
1: Well, there'll be a secretary. There's always a secretary. There's always a secretary who starts everything off.
0: Fair point. Always. Fair point. When we come back, we're off to Spain. Absolute chaos right now in the capital, Madrid. Their football team holders, let's not forget, in each of the last three seasons, embarrassed out of the tournament this week. Presidents under pressure. Ramon Calderon, former president, is next. Mr. Mr.
3: Calderon, um, obviously an ex-president of, uh, of Real Madrid, I'm pretty sure that probably he has some inform- general information about the club of his, of his passion, but uh, he knows more than me, <laughs> he knows more than me, because I know absolutely nothing about it um, at all.
0: So no matter how you left the club if the call came you you I suppose proven it that you would at Chelsea you'd go back
3: to a club that I've been before yes if i think is the right the right club the right structure the right ambitions uh, no problem at all i think is is really um, uh, a reason of pride when a club where you worked before want you to come back the only moment where i had this feeling was with Chelsea, not with Real Madrid.
0: <laughs> but you quite like Spain.
3: I like
6: Spain, yeah. And the weather's
3: good. I like Spain, but I don't choose clubs because of weather <laughs> and, because of, <laughs> and because of countries. <laughs> and they're, they're still an iconic club. <laughs> <laughs> they are the, the iconic the, club. The, you yeah. believe, yeah. yeah. Number one? I think so. In the world? I think so. Yeah. You know, 13 champions yeah, in here. And and the, it's quite yeah. good, isn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't the best feeling in the world
0: be delivering a European Cup, a Champions League, at the Bernabeu?
3: I won a Champions League in the Bernabeu with Inter. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: he's too sharp.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I think
0: you knew some moments ago, didn't uh, you, where that was all going? Yeah. He was so pleased with himself. I I, I don't know whose idea it was to get him out and about, but it was a very good idea. Our next guest is my favourite guest. Yes. Il Presidente. Oh, yes. Formerly in charge at Real Madrid. A growing movement this week in the capital city to encourage him back into the chair at Real Madrid, which we will ask him about in just a moment. But if you follow Ramon on Twitter, you'll know this week he's been saying, what, 48 hours, Ramon, before Mourinho returns to Real Madrid? Is that right?
6: Well, maybe. Maybe. I think it's uh, the first option for the president. Uh, he really loves him. He's the only coach he respects. So I think maybe on Monday he will be here.
0: Wow. Permanently, so- Ramon, or as we're reading elsewhere, temporarily till the end of the season?
6: Well, uh, I don't know. I think that they are now negotiating with Mendes. The idea is that uh, coming now may be a bit risky. But uh, for the president, Mourinho is perfect. uh, is the right shield to protect him against all the problems he's having here with the players, dressing room, really with um, many troubles, and uh, also the press. So, as you know, Jose attracts uh, all the information, the media, the attention, and that's perfect.
1: What will the players think? You say that the the president loves Jose and wants him back. But what about the dressing room? What about the players? How do you think they would feel about him coming back?
6: Well, I know some of them are not really happy about that. Uh, Sergio Ramos said that uh, a few weeks ago when they were talking about Conte. Mm -hmm. He said that there's no that kind of coaches if if you uh, check uh, the Champions League with one. We're completely different coaches, uh, Del Bosque, Ancelotti, Zidane. Nothing to do with the methods uh, Mourinho is using normally in the teams he's been. But
0: uh, I read this week, um, uh, Ramon, that Ramos has fallen out with Perez. It actually said this week after the Champions League yeah. defeat, pay me and I'll go. We've, we've always been of the opinion there were three reasons why Mourinho couldn't go back, or, or perhaps at the time left. Casillas, gone.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldo, gone. Yes. Ramos, going, going?
6: Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's true, it's what he said when he was here, when he left. Uh, he thought those players were not uh, uh, working enough in his favour and he didn't like that. Mm. It's something is, is known and that's why he thought uh, it was better not having them in the team. Big mistake, by the way. Iker Casillas is uh, uh, succeeding in Oporto, they going to the Quarterfinals, Cristiano. What could we say about Cristiano? Yeah. 50 goals a season, and Sergio Ramos is very important in this team. Now, with a, in a poll yesterday, fans were in favour of Sergio and against the president. So I think he's an icon for the club, and uh, and I, I
1: don't want him to leave. No. Ramón, Ramon, Ramon, this is Real Madrid we're talking about, but not as we know it. This is different. How big a crisis is the whole club under right now? Well, this uh,
6: is, uh, is a big, big problem here. Uh, Real Madrid is, is very important all over the world, but you can imagine in Spain and mainly Madrid. So the media is, uh, is Continuously talking about that, uh, radios, TV, newspapers, and uh, the point is that the club is really disoriented now. Uh, many many fans could expect uh, a bad season, but mm-hmm. not what has happened. It's yes. been like a tsunami. Yes, a bit, too, a bit too much. In six days, we've lost everything out of the three competitions, and in the way we 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 had that uh, situation. Uh, uh, beaten by Barcelona twice at home and thrashed by Ajak, Ajax. So, eight, eight goals conceded, only one scored uh, really too much. Ramon, uh, were, what yeah.
0: about this groundswell of of support to see you reinstalled as president? And if that happened, would you sack Mourinho? <laughs> <laughs>
6: well, among my priorities is not to come back to that position. Now I'm, I'm very happy. I'm enjoying my life, my privacy, my freedom. But, uh, uh, well, you know what's my opinion about that. I think Mourinho is a, is a great coach. But when he was here, his behaviour wasn't really the, the best one for this club. We need someone more calm that gives uh, relax uh, to the players, to the people, to the press conferences. and It's not... Uh, what Mourinho normally does.
0: So let's just get this clear. Are you ruling out a bid for the
6: presidency? Well, yes for the moment. You can never say never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, because this <laughs> is Real Madrid.
6: <laughs> As I said, I'm now really happy. It's, it's really an honour. Uh, I was very proud to be there. I have very good moments. A uh, lot of friends like you, for example. But uh, it's, uh, it's uh, a problem to be there. You feel, as I've said many times, when you win, when you have a victory, you don't feel joy or happiness, you feel relief. You, you know that you have three or four days uh, with no problems, with no one blaming you for what uh, signings mm. you you made or what uh, didn't. So, not, not for the moment. Just,
0: just, OK, so we don't rule that out. No. Just to leave this where we started, you think Mourinho will be in post at Real Madrid by Monday?
6: Well, I think 90%. I don't know if on Monday, but uh, even they were considering yesterday to uh, to sack uh, Solari now, before the match against uh, Valladolid. Uh, you know that Zidane uh, was called. He said, no, this is not the moment uh, to go to the club. So Zidane, uh, sorry, Mourinho is the only option. And I think he's happy to come here. Mendes is really happy to do that. Mm. And I would say that... Uh, uh, 90% uh, of the possibility that, I don't know, Monday, but next week, uh,
1: uh, Mourinho will be here. Wow.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, Il Presidente, thank you. Never say never, as you. Never say never. Well, the out.
1: only problem you have now, one quick problem okay. I can see if you appoint Mourinho, you don't get hazard. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
0: Well, you, 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 well, you, there may be some negotiation to go on there. Yeah. right?
1: Ramon, as ever, thank you very
6: much Thanks, for your Ramon. time. My Bless you, as always. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank Ramon you.
0: Calderon, the former Bye-bye. president of Real Madrid, Tom, who so just told us... He didn't rule it out, did he? He's not ruling out returning. He's under so much pressure. Yeah. Oh, what a mess. I wonder if he's regretting selling Cristiano now. You bet he is. You bet uh, he is. Daily Mirror's John Cross. The best football writer working in the UK, is up next on Keys and Grey.
2: No, I am a little bit in shock because I think it's, it's, it's completely unfair. But what I can do now, nothing. Only to accept that. Um, I need to see the reason because still they announced that I'm going to be banned uh, for two games. But we don't know still the reason, because the letter is still not arrive, and i just I am suspended with two games um, banned for to be on the on the touch touch line, but I don't know the reason yet, of course, that uh, wasn't the best way to to complain or to talk with the referee, but I never expect this type of of a uh, um, situation that for me is not, is not fair. But now I need to think, I need to, I need to see the reason why, and then we'll see what happens.
0: Well, we know why. I, I don't know why he's confused. It's following the conversation yes. with Mike Dean on the pitch at Turf Moor. Yeah. The best explanation I've had yet is that Mike asked him why he made the substitutions when he did so he was criticising him as a coach So it was a mild criticism yeah. Maybe a little bit of fun Don't know But it's resulted in Does it, Pochettino yeah, but, Picking I mean, up a 2 did it, back Did it deserve
1: a two-match ban? Well, if, there, was no you, you, there, there was no language there I, I think
0: if you, it was aggressive And it was unnecessary And I don't think By the way, I caught a glimpse of this programme last week And I keep walking around all over the. I'm trying to stand still Why? Well, because I keep Do shuffling you? backwards stand and forwards still. It's
1: irritating so, yeah. um, I'm alright, as long as you don't play Jimmy Shandrick I'll be fine Jimmy Shand, <laughs> my goodness! Explanations will follow. John Cross joins yes, no. John Cross, ever heard of Jimmy Shand, John? By the way, I don't know where it came from, John. I have to say, I dragged <laughs> that from the depths.
4: <laughs> uh, why is he banned, John? Is he is he is he <laughs> brightly indignant? Well. I'm a bit surprised, really, because it was an interesting one because I went to Spurs press conference last Friday when, when obviously he'd been charged by then. And I could I could tell then that he was thinking, you know, because he was asked, do you fear a ban then? And he said, no, no, absolutely not. No, the so, ban's not going to happen. And I actually sort of said to him <laughs> at the front of the table, I said, you do know the tariff is a ban, don't you? And I said, that's not in dispute. And basically, this, this has surprised me. Where I, I mean, I always thought he'd, once he got charged for this, because it's night follows day, yeah. when, when the FA charge comes in, particularly if you, if you don't contest it, and he, he didn't contest it, and I actually think he deserves credit and praise for having the good grace to apologise. He, he knows what he did w- was wrong, but unfortunately apologising and acknowledging you were wrong doesn't let you off the hook. Um, and it's their standard tariff. Where I think he does have a point is that Jurgen Klopp, after the West Ham game, did go onto the pitch and speak to Kevin Friend. Now, it wasn't the same angry confrontation, mm. and Jurgen Klopp did get fined an awful lot more, £45,000, I think it was, for his post-match comments. But at the end of the day, if we are talking about consistencies, then I can see where Pochettino is maybe coming from on, on basically on along the lines of consistency. But, I'm afraid to say that the tariff for his punishment is absolutely right and, and was to be expected. So from that point of view, I'm a little bit surprised that, that basically he is quite so indignant. Listen, they're always going to defend their positions. But I do think we have to have that kind of, the, the rule really. Yeah. This is Pochettino's, don't forget, this is Pochettino's first offence. There's normally a calming off period where you don't see the, the, the referee mm. for half an hour after the game. Well, let's be consistent with that. Let's be consistent with that, whether you're on the pitch, off the pitch, and to that end, I've got a degree of sympathy with Pochettino, though I wasn't surprised that he got the touchline ban. I was expecting that. Right.
0: On another subject, John, where are you with, with um, the extradition of Rui Pinto this week from Hungary back to Portugal? He, he is the man they suggest um, is, is at the heart of footy leagues. Now, we, we were discussing this when we came on air today—the line between morality and legality—and and bearing in mind that I think there are 14, 16 different cases at the moment that the authorities are looking at, at not least at Manchester City. UEFA announced their inquiry mm, yesterday mm. as a result of footy leaks.
4: Yeah, it depends. I, I, I think this is a major debate, and my my my, my biggest problem with this is—and you know, obviously, obviously we've seen that with, with the. Um, with, with what's happened this week. It has to be called into question how the evidence was obtained. I, I, I do genuinely think that's, that's an argument. We can't suddenly, it, it, you know, th- this is my understanding has been also, by the way, guys, that, that basically the, the, the UEFA, UEFA really wanted to satisfy themselves. And I think it will be the case for FIFA and the FA and everyone, really, satisfy themselves about how the evidence was obtained. And I think that this will be a big issue because I mean, it, you go into a court of law, and if the the evidence is is not admissible, that, then the case collapses. So how yeah. how is it all the all these sort of private emails sort of obtained? And I, 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 you know it'll be interesting to see footy leaks. Obviously, you know, completely defend their position. UEFA of, of, of new numerous times said that they are happy that that, that the leaks and the information wasn't gleaned by any hacking or illegal activity. Um, But I I do think all this sort of stuff will will then have to be explained somewhere down the line, because I do think it's a genuine issue. And I'm convinced, by the way, guys, that that, that, that Man City will will come at it from that point of view as well. Well, I I, I think you're right, John,
0: but having said that, is the information that we are now in possession of not important I, I i mean we're reading there are 10 clubs in the premier league want answers as to how it is the city can be as dominant as they are and i i, th- I think we know now don't we
4: yeah I, listen it, it's been long been a case that other clubs think and you know a, a, an official in another club did say to me everyone abides the rules or all 19 of us abide to the rule apart from one and I just think you have to draw a line somewhere in between whether that's kind of jealousy or the feeling of really, you know, wrongdoing. Some clubs are incredibly respectful of, you know, the Premier League rules, for example, and and their balance and the cash flow. um, And, you you know, they're they're quite stringent, you know. But I do think that there's a few clubs that kind of, you know, push the barriers on those. Okay, John, sorry to interrupt.
0: Um, So, morally... Would you write a story with information you got from Footy Leaks?
4: We've been very careful on this, I have to say. Some, <laughs> no, it, I'm it talking really, personally. No, would really you? It's interesting. It's an important question, this Richard, because we've been really careful on in this. In the, we've been reluctant on some of the stories, yeah. We genuinely have. And you, 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 if you go across the media and across the titles of all the English daily newspapers... You will find a very, very surprising split over, you, you know, what, but basically over what is is taken and given full coverage and and, and the full works, if I can put it like that, and others that think, mm, not quite sure about that, and that is it's partly because of news agenda and where, what's newsworthy, and I mean, look at the back pages this morning. It, it, it was interesting to see the back pages this morning. It's not is not completely dominated as the main story over Manchester City. So I do think there's... But as each leak has come out, if you like, take, for example, Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho, w- w- when it was a couple of Fridays ago, I think, it didn't really make huge, huge news. In, in as much as I think there is a little bit of... Uncertainty amongst the, amongst the English press and the media. So now you're censoring the news was, then. Is that what you're well, saying? It was obtained. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. No, we're not. Because, I tell you what, if you're not sure certain, you know, of your sources and what, what will stand up and what won't stand up, the worst thing you can do is go willy-nilly. Of course. You, you, watch, you watch your Twitter timelines in that basically when the, 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 the footy league stories drop, and I think that, that basically, normally, journalists jump on this straight away. But even even my profession is being a little <laughs> bit cautious on this one because they want to know the full extent and the full background to it first. So what and are you yes, objecting
0: to then, John? The gathering or are you the, suggesting that the information is incorrect?
4: Well, the gathering and because, listen, if you've gathered it in, in illegally and, and, and by ways of you shouldn't have done so, how can you be sure that the information is correct?
0: Well, Watergate? I mean, has it not always been the case that journalists <laughs> scuffle around at the bottom of the pond looking for
4: <coughs> information like Yeah, this? no, for sure. Don't get me wrong, but if you are gaining it illegally, surely that then makes you pose more questions about the validity of the evidence if, as compared to whether it was gained legally. Now, at this point, I don't know, so let me stress that, that the the Football League's information was gathered illegally. But when you see private emails, private email exchanges from, from small, you know, shall I say, people lower down the food chain at particular football clubs, debating little bits and pieces, suddenly crop up in stories, surely someone's got to ask and say, how has that so if, you, if, you know, been so done legally? So just Come to leave on, it then, that's, John, that's, if, mm.
0: if you're right and Manchester City are right, then there yep. is no case to answer at all about whether they have broken financial fair play rules.
4: Well, no. Look, look it's on record, isn't it, that Man City... Uh, you, you know, while they, they, they wouldn't accept that they've broken fair play rules, they have addressed it in the past and they have done it on the financial... What about the
0: selling of image rights to another company owned by the same company that owns the well, football club?
4: well again you, you know these are these player image rights was was long talked about as uh, various clubs taken over by foreign owners as as a way round it i mean look at portsmouth being being a case in point there, there was a lot of accusations and stories around those um because they didn't want to kind of you know breach the premier league rules for example let alone the, the you know uefa financial fair play rules and so In no way am I saying that this isn't a story, I'm just saying if you look at the media, the the English media across the board, I think the vast majority have gone, let's handle that with care. I went to UEFA press conference or UEFA um, uh, convention in in Dublin in, in December and there was definitely a feeling there that if Man City are indeed guilty of this latest breach and the accusations then the only way to punish them now will be a Champions League ban. So a ban from competition. As a result of stolen
0: emails that the British press will raise their eyebrows at and, and, and say probably Well let's see. Let's not see. Be because
4: basically what what what's happened is is that in my view it's, you know football leagues has raised the question again and therefore UEFA have been, you know, forced or urged to look again and I think that they will look again, but I've got to say with with Man City, Man City have transformed that local area, taken youth coaching to a whole new level. it, uh, you, you don't do that by just being a normal football club. No, you don't. You, but you're also the you beneficiary know, you, then
0: of that system, John, because you're selling the likes of Sancho for huge money and that's that, that football factory, that's what it's there for to do. Uh, anyway, listen, you, this is perhaps a, yeah. a conversation that has no end. And yes, unfortunately, I get the feeling that's the
6: case, yeah.
4: I've got a degree of sympathy and I think we need to, we need to look and think very hard before we pursue this we really do anyway that's my final yeah, word thank you very it. much Sorry, john no, That's very
0: excellent. Much, we very much appreciate eloquently put yes, man. yes tap dancing again yeah right? i think that's the way we discussed <laughs> He's good it, at that it. he's very good he's at good. That. thanks john. uh right it's not something that we're finished with yet we'll return to it at some point as well and we've also we've also got uh, we what else have we got to come uh, footy leaks footy leaks more yeah. footy leaks. Yeah, yeah, and, and also... Of course, oh, and though, the home advantage right. or not. Absolutely right. Uh, you are watching Keys and
6: Gray. Well, I think 90%. I don't know if on Monday, but uh, even they were considering yesterday to, uh, to sack uh, Solari now, before the match against uh, Valladolid. Uh, you know that Zidane... Uh, was called, he said no, this is not the moment uh, to go to the club so Zidane, uh, sorry Mourinho is the only option and I think he's happy to come here, Mendes is really happy to do that mm. and I would say that uh, 90% uh, of the possibility that, I don't know, Monday but next week uh, uh, Mourinho will be here.
1: Wow. Wow! Okay. There you have it.
6: Uh,
0: Tottenham, next week? Tottenham are watching. Tottenham have been in touch to have say they? they haven't sold the naming rights to Nike. So if that's the
1: case, then we, uh, we, we, we correct that suggestion. Or, or maybe they've sold them, but they're not telling you just yet. All so right. to continue nice to see our you guys.
0: footy leaks conversation, uh, our next guest has been with us on a number of occasions. Mm. Uh, this is the reason that we're talking to him, because this gentleman here, Rui Pinto, extradited from Hungary this week back to Portugal because he's to face charges, Andy, for gaining this kind of information mm-hmm as John was just saying, illegally, but it's information that, that, that football has been grateful to welcome. Because yes. It, it, yeah, I mean, look at this. Um, it, it, in France, the French have told the Times that UEFA has asked the French financial prosecutor to share 12 million files it obtained from Pinto.
1: Wow. How would you go through them? 12 million files. Wow. Um,
0: Pippo Russo, author, journalist and sociology at the University of Florence, joins us and has done previously on this programme. Yes, program. hi Pippo.
1: Pippo, where is the I, line between
0: m- morality, what we need to know, and the legality of what has been happening with footy leaks?
8: It's really difficult to, to catch this line because uh, uh, we have to take in account that we need the truth in football and truth need to be we can say stolen to be known and so uh, legally maybe we can uh, do some exception but morally we need to know and uh, with this uh, need to know uh, we we don't have to take in account which is the mean i think that the the job of uh, football leagues and the job of uh, uh, repinto is really necessary, has been really necessary for the world of football and for the morality of the world of football.
1: So, people, do you expect because of that that UEFA will pursue Manchester City vigorously to get to the bottom of all this?
8: I hope that UEFA and FIFA will do this because... Uh, Uh, There has been uh, 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 some way that this club didn't hack well, because there are some rules, there are the rules of financial fair play, and we know through the documents of football leagues that Paris Saint-Germain and Manchester City didn't respect this rule, and they do something that was not legal. And so... Uh, in a sense of justice, and we as people of the world of football need to, uh, to have a sense of justice, I think that those clubs need to be punished.
0: So what of Pinto then, Pippo, extradited mm. this week from Hungary back to Portugal to face charges that he obtained yes. this information illegally?
8: But uh, I think that there have been some literature uh, around the figure of Ripinto. I am sure that uh, not only one man could have done all this revelation and could, and could have collected all this bulk of documents. And uh, I am afraid that uh, uh, Ripinto in Portugal uh, will, will face... Uh, a sort of revenge by all the subjects mm. yeah. that don't want uh, is, uh, its good. And uh, uh, there is another fact that we have to take in account. Rui Pinto is accused of, uh, to be uh, also behind the revelations of Mercado of Benfica. That is another big operation of uh, uh, leaks. But Repinto, did, in my opinion, and also he said in that it's not involved in Mercado do Benfica, but the, the climate in Portugal is really bad concerning Repinto, and I am afraid that we will not face a fair process. Yeah.
0: Yes, and, and uh, you're, you're absolutely right, the further yeah. back you dig, you, you, you find the origins of, yeah. of why it's Portugal that he would go to face yes. charges because of that incident with Benfica but uh, mm. Pippo thank you very much for your time thank you ever. Pippo good to talk to you you're really welcome Bye. thank you thank you Pippo thank you. Russo yep. it, it, it's like I said to John it's, it's,
1: it's almost without end isn't it it is almost without end because as uh, Pippo
0: said we do want to know and, and when we find out we revel in it
1: yes but well, then have the likes of City and other clubs got a case when they say hold on this, is, this has been gathered illegally it's, it's, no it's not, not admissible It wouldn't be in a court of law. So, I don't know. As I said to you, I don't know enough about it. Right. Home advantage. Yes.
0: I agree. Is there such a thing? Well, I think there is. If there is, why is there? When, as I said to you right at the start of the show, the pitch is the same side, surfaces Mm -hmm. are the same these days, goals are the same side. But if there is an advantage, in a shootout situation, it's negated. That is according to the science. Yeah, and the gentleman that has produced the science is Dr. Desmond McEwen, lecturer in health and performance at the University of Bath. Uh, doctor, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you, Dr. Desmond. What, what, what was the research that you conducted and what were the conclusions more scientifically than I've explained them?
7: So it's been shown, as you both pointed out, that generally there is a home advantage in sport, but it's been proposed that there may be certain situations where this advantage disappears and there's actually a advantage for the away team. And in particular, it's been shown that when there's, or thought of that, that when there's an immediate opportunity or an imminent opportunity to win a competition, the home crowd might actually present an additional source of pressure in these already high pressure situations. So I wanted to test this idea in National Hockey League playoff overtime games. And the NHL, it follows a best of seven game format in playoffs. And when games go to overtime, it's a a sudden victory or sudden death uh, format, depending on how you want to look at it. So first goal wins. Uh, There's no extra time after the goal. It's just an immediate opportunity to win a game and potentially a series. So. I looked at NHL games where one of the teams were up 3-0, 3-1 or 3-2 and the game went to overtime. And in that situation, I found that if it was the home team that was up in the series and had a chance to, to clinch the series, they were no more likely to win a game if it went to overtime compared to the away team. It was right around 50-50. Um, however, if it was the away team that had won three games and had the chance to clinch the series... Uh, they were more likely to win that overtime game. They won just under 60% of the time. So, this study provides some evidence that yes, although there generally is a home advantage in sports, there could actually be an away advantage in these sudden victory type of formats.
1: Go on. Doctor, go can, on. I, can I ask you have, you, have you found a difference between what I would call team sports? You talked about hockey, I, I deal in football. Um, when there's 11 players or multiple players involved in this, is it a difference between that and, say, a Tim Henman, a tennis player who's alone with his thoughts? Is it is it no, no more a, a personality, a mental thing for the individual rather than a collective?
7: It seems to be pervasive across different types of sports. Right. Uh, at least the home advantage seems to be. Um, so it's something that seems to be, be present uh, regardless of whether it's a individual sport or a team sport there seems to generally be this this home advantage i think it'd be interesting to look at these more individual sports now with this particular type of format if it's a sudden death sudden victory type of format uh, it'd be interesting to look at that yeah for sure
0: but in your in your sport then uh desmond uh, ice hockey same rink same ice in football, Def- same definition. same grass, same size pitch, same goals. Why is there a home advantage?
7: Well, the home advantage, I mean, there's certain rules such as certain advantages in not having to travel, for example, certain rules, especially in hockey, for instance. There are a whole bunch of different rules that provide a advantage for the home team. And most of the time, yeah, this definitely can... Uh, Present an advantage and benefit those home teams, mm. um, but I think, as you mentioned earlier on, some, sometimes that that supportive crowd, it, you know, it spurs you on most of the time. But sometimes, in those really high pressure situations, it might actually just present that additional source of pressure. Agreed. Uh, it's been found that, yeah, it's been found that with high with uh, high pressure situations, supportive crowds can increase self consciousness, for example, meaning that instead of just executing your skills in the usual automatic way that athletes tend to that they that they'll often execute those skills they become more conscious and try to exert some step-by-step control of their skill execution so in a way they're kind of overthinking the performance they're thinking about performing while trying to performing as opposed to just automatically performing so They could be, you know, just slightly more anxious, distracted, a bit more overcautious in these uh, these high pressure uh, win imminent what we'd call them type of situations. It's a complex phenomenon, but these slight differences (laughs) between home and away athletes seem to be be playing a part of what's going on here.
0: Doctor, it's a phenomenon that if it's that complex, we'll have to return to it. We will return. But thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. So you're right really but i know you like a science story i do like a science story Uh, if you want to download the podcast it's available every friday go to anchor.fm forward slash be in sports it's available on google and apple (laughs) i believe enjoy your sporting weekend thank you for your company see you back here next week.